if you would, uh, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 14, and uh, we're going to continue on our series of developing some things. So again, uh, those that are watching by way of internet, we thank you all for joining us, and I'm very glad that you all are here with us this morning. Um, Acts chapter 14, we're going to start here at verse 21. And uh, we'll pick back up where we left off before, and uh, we'll get going. So, Acts chapter 14, verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, that, and that we must through, that, and we must through much tribulation enter in to the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commanded, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word. And as we uh, continue putting things together here, um, our goal is that we glorify you and all the work that you've done, uh, that we might be to the praise and honor and glory of your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, just to kind of make sure, um, everybody's up to speed as we're as we're looking here in Acts chapter 14 and we've spent a lot of time we've been going through the evangelism training clinic right and we got all that we we went through all that stuff and we've got a lot of things ready to go for that to where we can go and start getting folks here uh, knocking on doors whatever we need to do Walmart grocery store wherever we go that we're able to present the gospel in a clear and concise way and we've gone through all that work, and there was a purpose behind that work. Um, and, of course, we've got a lot of different places here that are being represented in Frankfurt right now. We've got folks in Bardstown, um, Flemingsburg, near Louisville. Uh, we've got folks not with us yet this morning, Danville, um, Shelbyville. We, so Delilah and I, we went and talked to, to the guy that's got that church building a block and a half away from us. And uh, I said, well, the problem with us trying to come and do like a visit on this is we've got people that drive 20 to an hour and a half, 20 minutes to an hour and a half to come here. And he said, well, you must be one heck of a preacher. And I said, that's not what it is. It's the message. The message is what brings them. And so he kept saying, well, why don't you try try out the acoustics and, and preach a little bit? And I was like, it's, it's not me. That's the... so." It was interesting, so, you know. <clears throat> it was a bit, yeah, they're a Baptist church, huh? It's very funny to see how, what they value and things like that. But, you know, when, when, we're, when we're looking at this, one of our goals is that we want to be able to have this as a hub for the state of Kentucky where we can possibly get something started over in Flemingsburg, something in Bardstown maybe, something in Louisville. Uh, Lexington, uh, Randy's out right now, but Lexington, uh, Shelbyville, and like I said before, I don't want to lose anybody, but if we're able to start something and you all go and you start something where you are, that's fantastic. Um, If you'd rather keep coming here, I would love that as well, Um, but that's one of the goals, right, is to be able to, to, to do some of that stuff because there's not a lot in this state. Uh, when I graduated GSB in 2017, Brother Jordan told me, he said, it's full out there. I said, no, I know, because there's not a lot, there's not a lot to, to, to state claim to in the state of Kentucky for the grace message. 
And uh, so that's one of the goals that we have on down in the future. And so we be, we've been going through this, and our goal is to be able to do these in these various places and locations as we move forward. But this issue of the evangelism and the edification. So we've gotten into and gone through that issue of being able to present a gospel in a clear and concise way, all right? And we talked about success in evangelism is not how many people have you gotten to trust in the Lord, but have you consistently presented the gospel in a clear and concise way, the right way? That's success. If you do that, that's a successful ministry that you've been a part of. Um, we don't, you know, as far as looking at those things, there are certain things that other churches they look at and they, they hang their hat on numbers, right? Whether it was how many people were here, how many people were baptized, how many people's raise their hands, how much money they bring in, stuff like that, right? We talked about all that stuff. My main thing that I want us to be able to think about is we want to make sure that we present the gospel in a clear and concise way every single time. And the way that we've kind of minimized all that is Romans 3.23, man has a problem. Romans 3.24, God's provided a solution. Romans 3.25, the, the way that God allows you or accepts you into Christ is by trusting in what Christ has done, agreeing with what God has done through the Son, and being able to present that to folks. Now, the next part is that issue of the edification, right? And that's what we've been working on the last three weeks. Now it'll be four. And so then we've been talking about <clears throat> what is it that you would like to have known if you were to look back The moment you got saved, what were some things that you would have liked to have known right off the bat to get on the right track at the very beginning so you're not spinning your wheels, trying to produce something for God instead of just resting in what he's done for you, right? And so one of the things that we've talked about and we've gone through is the Bible. Now, we've, and again, we'll just kind of put some of these things up to make sure that we're all on the same page. We've decided that we're going to create some booklets or pamphlets in-house that we can share with the folks here and that we can take this information out to other people. Now, again, one of the things we talked about is this is a person that has just trusted Christ. So they might know only what you've taught them, right? And now you're almost their authority, even though it shouldn't be, you're the only person that they know that's connected to this book. And so then that's a, that's a tremendous responsibility. But at the same time, it's a good responsibility to have. And so then what we've done is we've gone through and we've talked about the Bible issue. How can we set this up that we can, we, we can present some information so that folks can know and understand the differences? Now, we've talked about, and just again, just to kind of remind us, um, as I've said, I keep this, I keep this list going. Um, some of the issues that we talked about was the Bible is the main thing. We want to make sure that we're able to do that. What does the Bible say about itself? And so then within our pamphlet, what we're looking at is we're going to have the King James Version, and then we'll have other versions. So we pick the top five, which just to remind everybody, the New Levin Translation NIV, ESV, NASB, and the New King James, right? Those were the top five outside, outside of the King James. Those are the top five selling versions. Of course, King James we talked about last week was the top one. 
But those are the next five. And we said, okay, let's stop at five. So that's one of the things that we're wanting to be able to put together, right? So what does the Bible say about itself? And we've got these different versions so we can compare and show folks. Now, other things that we talked about was the deity of Christ, how some of those other ones deal with and attack that deity, that issue, right? We've also talked about uh, the security of the believer. Uh, we've talked about the Gospels, that, that mystery, and how that's related or how that's hid in some of the other versions to be able to just kind of get this groundwork, right? And one of the last things we talked about is the these and the thous. How is it that you deal with those things, right? So trying to get some of those things together. So I think we've got a really good idea on what we're going to do there. Now, what I want to do next is let's kind of talk about Paul's authority, right? His apostolic authority. So just like we have in the past, what, were, what are some things that you wish you had known about this topic the moment that you had already trusted in Christ? So what are some things that you, you can think of that you would like to have known that you know now that you would like to have known at that time? Okay. All right. But not all of it was directed to us. I wish I would have known all right. clearly right off the bat. So for us and to us, the differences on that stuff. All right. And that, that'll 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 go along with that, right? Because there is something different here that you need to know those differences. All right. That's a good one. What else, Randy? You had All right, that gospel. So that could that could possibly be part of the two and the four, right? There is a gospel that's directly to you, but there's also other gospel that isn't to you, right? But you can learn from it, right? So um, we know that things were written aforetime for our learning that we, through patience, come from the scriptures, might have hope, right? So we know that there's there's a reason for studying just outside of Paul's epistles too. We're not, years ago, somebody gave me a booklet and it was just Paul's epistles. That's it. I'm thinking, it's a good idea, but you lose a lot of stuff. You can't really understand Romans without understanding and going back in the Old Testament scriptures. You know, we've got, um, we ordered some more of the Tom's uh, booklet, the Dictionary of the Gospel. We ordered some more of those. Um, you go through and try to define those words outside of Paul's epistles, that's where you're going to find it, to be able to get those things and understand that stuff. And you come to a better knowledge and understanding of it. And I've, I've often said everybody needs a good working, at least a good working understanding of the Old Testament. Um, but that doesn't mean we just disregard it all. Well, again, the idea of just printing 13 epistles might be a nice idea, but... <laughs> You're losing a lot, and you're kind of falling in that slot that what well, you all care about is those 13 books. We don't, right? All right, so <clears throat> understanding what was for you, to you, and the gospel, how that, how that relates to his authority, his apostleship. Um, what else? Huh? All right, so the idea again is, is there something about his authority, about Paul's apostleship 
that you wish you had known earlier. Now, again, the idea behind this is what happens is I know that we all learn at different paces, right? So that's going to be part of it as well. So kind of think, kind of think your way through some of that stuff. So that would be identity stuff, right? So that's that's part of his his apostolic authority, right? All right. All right, so the idea of pattern, right? All right. Um I think that might be a result of understanding identity, yeah. I would take it that way, yeah. Um, all right, so understanding some of those things. What else? All right, so the issue of grace and law. So, and, and we've, we've dealt a lot of this stuff, especially going through 1 Timothy, right? There's, there's a main issue of this and trying to live by that, right? And then nowadays what folks do is they'll start you here, but then they'll still put you under that. When, you know, as we've said before, Colossians says, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, right? And we've talked about those things, so... That would be that would be a good issue, and I think that I think that kind of goes back to part of that stuff as well. Kind of think so, because if you're in Christ and He's completed and He's He's done everything, what else can we do? Right. So kind of get it could be yeah it could be all right. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, it's one thing to say it, but if you don't really know what your new identity is and what that provides, your standing as far as position or daily living, it can be very confusing. All right. So again, one of the things that we kind of think about as well with with the presentation of the gospel, we've got justification right and of course we talk about how Romans is broken down so that issue of justification and then this you know you start getting into that stuff that's six seven and eight right so we kind of see there's a progression on here right so you're justified now you got to make sure you have your right bible because if you don't you might miss who you are and so continue on. All right. So that's good. That's, uh, well, <clears throat> okay. And that's one of those things that we, so that was part of this here too, right? 
how we can look at the differences between scriptures and how some of them hide your security. So we might take care of that. We can put it here as well. All right. Um, one that we put last time that we could possibly put in here too is the rapture, judgment seat of Christ stuff as well, right? Now, I want to share this with you all. <clears throat> this past week, I saw a video and uh, somebody wrote in Job 19, 23 through 26. Uh, if you want to go there real quick. And this is, and so it, it, so we'll pause this thought real quick just to kind of bring this up. <clears throat> so <clears throat> get, uh, get Job 19 real quick. And, you know, you see these, you see these things and people do things and a lot of people is like, oh, that's really slick. And then they don't really pay too much attention and they're like, okay, that's good. Then they move on. Um, <clears throat> and so I commented to the person and of course they, they have a misunderstanding of that. So if you look verse 23, it says, Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book. Now, if you look at that, what's that give you? You've got it. Chapter 19, my bad. Job 19. <clears throat> Verse 23. Oh, that my words were written, or were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book, that they were graven with an iron pen and lead in the rock for how long? Forever. So there's this issue of you've got you've got God's word written down, preserved, inspired, preserved for you, so you have it today. That's that issue, right? Then they said, verse 24, or verse 25, for I know that my redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Now, you got a couple things there. One, you've got the redeemer. Job knows something about that, right? And so Job knows. You got to think, Job, most folks I understand or believe that Job was really the first book ever written out of all the, out of all the, all the, all the scriptures. And so Job's got this idea that there's going to be a book. It's going to be written down. You've got this issue of a redeemer. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Well, what's that going to be? That's his second coming. Right. And I'm going through here and I was like, you know, I, I like what they're doing. But here's the problem. Verse 26. And though after my skin worms destroy the body, this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. And they say, there's the rapture. And I'm like, no. Close. It's resurrection, not rapture. But, you know, just having that conversation of that issue there. And, of course, I mentioned the fact that that was part of mystery that was presented, delivered, and revealed directly to Paul from Christ, from the risen Christ. And that can't be found in Job because it was kept secret until it was revealed to Paul. Now, you know, their mind blows up for a second, and they're like, no, I like what you said, but blah, blah, blah. So we had a, good, a little good conversation, but but that issue of... The rapture, 
the timing of it and things like that, the fact that it's not found in Matthew 24, the fact that it's not Revelation chapter 4, when he says, come up hither, he's not talking to us, right? You know, you think about, but that's, that's that stuff out there that needs to be clarified, right? Now, me, me and a few other, a few other guys, uh, we're working, we're, we're started working on some of these things as far as that goes. So what we're, what we're looking at doing is doing a detailed look from the rapture until, um, well, as far as we can go, at least. So those are those things, that timing. Some people say it doesn't exist. In fact, that was some of the comments. Well, rapture is not real. That's a fake thing that somebody came up with. And like, all right. That, so that's one issue you got to deal with is folks that don't think it's real. Second is you got to deal with folks that put it at the wrong time when they do say it's real. Um, and I know, I've known people that take that from pre-trib to mid to post. And we all know folks that's done that. And unfortunately, that happens. But you look here, Job 19, that's not what he's talking about. Right? So, you know, little things out there. There's a lot of stuff out there that we got to think about. How is it that we would go about producing stuff like that? So rapture would be part of his apostleship. Jesuit seed of Christ would be part of his apostleship. Because um, we brought those up uh, with the Bible issue as well. But what else do we have here <clears throat> that we can think of? His earthly ministry. Yeah. Okay. So if there's something that can be verified to say it's the written Bible instead of earth. All right. So earthly ministry and. The risen Lord. Okay. Because that, that'll go along with that too. Because there's, there's, there's a distinction there, right? Paul says, we knew him after the flesh. We no longer know him after the flesh. We know him in a different way. And, you know, we talk about the issue of the dispensation of grace starts with an unprophesied appearing of Christ, and it ends with an unprophesied appearing of Christ. So that's that's that risen Christ, all right? That's a good one. What else? A lot of good stuff. Um, put that in there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 part of that, and that's also part of this identity. That if you already have everything, what do you need to do to get more? What do you need to do to keep it? Is there anything you need to do to keep it? Is there anything you need to do? You prove you have it. Yeah, if you sin, what happens? Well, you say, "I thank the Lord that He's forgiven me. I can deal with it." Right. So that brings us up to that idea. Put off, put on, right? You, you're able to recognize this is a thing in my life that shouldn't be here, so I'm going to put it off. But you got to put something on in place of it. And 
your identity if you know what to put in the place. Because if you put something else bad in it, you're, you've not gained anything, right? So understanding that. So that's, that's a big issue that comes off of, of, that, of that as well uh, in the working issue, right? Okay. Anything else? I think it. I think it's a. It's a natural reaction of the flesh yes. to want yes. to perform, and so that issue of how how do I how do I walk, not in the flesh but in the spirit, right? And so that's that's that stuff is understanding that you know <clears throat> you still are influenced by, you know I I got you I got to think I was twenty one when I got saved I had twenty one years worth of knowing how to appeal to my flesh and let my flesh win for 21 years, right? And that, that switch of, all right, now i got to stop doing what the flesh wants to do and do something different, it's not a natural thing to just, okay, well, I'm going to start. I think it's, but if you don't know it, you can't live it, right? I think it goes back to what he said. Your, your natural inclination is to go back to the words of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so... It's very confusing. The, only, the best example for me was one week, the pastor I was sitting under says, all grace, no works. He says, you cannot add one thing to this. And, and I'm, I understood what he said. I was happy about it. And the very next Sunday, yeah. the yeah. very <laughs> next Sunday, he says, if you don't forgive Everyone from your heart, yeah. God will not forgive you. That's and I was like, "Well, which is it?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that flesh. Yeah. Paul, the phrase Paul uses is flesh versus spirit. And you, you've, that's and that's that. To start to understand what that phrase means. Flesh yeah. Because they need to know. You're yeah. going to go. Hey, there's this phrase Paul likes to use called flesh versus spirit. Yeah. No, it is. And that's that's that issue of understanding who you are. If you understand who you are, you can put that on in place of whatever you've gotten rid of, right? So you, you recognize something in your life and say, I need to get rid of this. Grace actually allows you to do that. You couldn't do that before. And now you look at it and say, well, grace allows me. You know, Titus chapter 2 tells us, that grace teaches us how to put that stuff off and then put on who we are. And as I've said before, 
You can't teach what you don't know, and you can't live what you don't know. So if you don't know that you're complete in Christ, if you don't know all the things that he's given you already, you can't put it on. And that's where a lot of folks are, guys in pulpits and people in pews. And that's the sad part about it because I can't, if, if I don't know who I am in Christ, I can't tell you all who you are in Christ. And I'm going to put you under a law because I've got myself under a law. And if we don't know it, then we can't do that. All right. So. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing is, is you didn't know because that wasn't a predominant thing taught. Now, as I've said before, I greatly appreciate the church that you grew up in. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gotten saved. I wouldn't have heard the gospel. And I wouldn't have understood right division. But there's a lot that was lacking down there. And things have kind of fallen suit because of that. And you're like, okay. But that's one of those things you never knew. And as I've, as I've said, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that's basically all that, all that, all that we really got into. But, you know, you look at that stuff and... If you don't know that, you can't can't put that on, right? So, anything else? I'll write it. I'll write it really badly so we can understand it. If that if that helps. Yeah. What's what's feeling saved feel like? Right? And that's yeah. That right there. That right there. That is that is what everything that we see result of in our culture right now is because of that. I've said the last governor that we had the reason he was voted out is because people were using their emotions to vote rather than knowing stuff. Yeah. You look at churches today, it's that. Now, is this good? Absolutely. It, yeah, but, but here's the thing. That's the issue, right, is being in control of it. You know, you look at, and I deal with this with kids at school all the time. They're a mess because of this, and they don't know how to deal with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They'll say, well, we'll fix it our way, and then what it does is it creates other problems or exacerbates that problem. Now, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely, because I've seen it. Um we, we've got, I've had kids the last few years that have taken their lives because they did not know how to deal with this. And of course the school's like, well, if anybody needs to talk, come and talk, we'll have a, a, a person on, on site that'll help talk you through these things. And I'm like, they're going to produce more of this and not an answer. And so 
I like that. I like the opportunity that I have to be in there to give a proper answer. So, now, uh, I'm sorry. you're so fine. On the emotion thing, that is so awesome. And so whether you're talking about Paul or before Paul or after Paul is to convince this person, I think, initially, be able to show them that your position has nothing to do with how you feel, but it's based on the authority of what is in this book. If you can convince them of that, And that's what we've done so far, right? Based on the authority of the scriptures, if I can show you that you can have eternal life based on the authority of the scriptures, would you like me to? This is, here's based on the authority of the scriptures. We know that we have God's word today. So based on the authority of the scriptures, and again, as I said, our emotions good. Yes. If they're, if they're, if they're not, as long as they're not the one controlling if that is the response to doctrine, our doctrine doesn't respond to the emotion, but the emotion is responders to the doctrine of what we know. How do we apply it, right? And so I'm glad you brought that up because I was hoping that somebody would, but I'm glad you did. Um, ha, huh? Yeah. Well, I was, I was waiting to see because that's, that, that's a lot right there. And that's where, I think that's where a lot of, I've done this, so I feel bad, so now i got to go do something. It comes from that. And it becomes of that. Yeah. So as long as that's not the first, go ahead. Yeah. And so then... Yeah. And so then, you know, we've talked about the D we train before, right? Doctrine, intellect, will, and emotion. That's the caboose. But a lot of people are shoveling coal in that and making that the engine. And they work backwards. And they they get their doctrine based on their emotions. And that's exactly how he works. This this old flesh that we're carrying around loves that loves that E. Hates all the other stuff. Absolutely. That's the emotion. Um, go to Hebrews chapter 5 real quick. Um, that's good stuff. So I, I, like, I like what we've got here now. Um, and like we did with the Bible stuff, what I want us to do is can we compact this? Because we want to be able to present this in a small little booklet, pamphlet type thing, right? Kind of like what we have with our tracks. 
Um, so we want to compact this as if we can, right? So, and I know we're running low on time, but no, notice here, Hebrews chapter 5, and I think this, this, this is a big, big issue. Paul talks about the same issue, too, with the folks in Corinth. But I like, but I like this to go along with that. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, um, says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing, for when the time ye for when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. That's where the majority of Christianity is, is here's a bunch of milk. We're going to keep you on milk. And if you think, if you're 34 years old and you're still getting your nutrients from a bottle, you might have some problems, right? You might want to think about that. And that's spiritually speaking as well. But you have need of milk and not of strong meat. Verse 13, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This right here says I can discern good and evil. When I use it, I see how my emotion should react based off of this, not allowing the emotion to rule. You're thinking the wrong way right we've talked about that and gone through that stuff before but it's by reason of what using it you discern good and evil this is bad in my life i need to get rid of it by using the word you look at the word you you understand how it's supposed to work and you say this is wrong i need to get rid of it but i need to know something to put in its place but oftentimes we sometimes say well that's not bad when it might be our whole culture is calling good evil and evil good. That's where we are. Why? Because of the emotion is running everything. And we see that. That's a result of it. Now, why is our culture that way is because for decades our churches worked that way. So what we see, a lot of people don't like this, but what we see in our culture is a, re, is a result of the church. In the United States of America, the churches have created this because they left that, they left that, and they left this. Or never had it. Well, in, in, in the United States, this was big years and years ago. But slowly, we got rid of this. Really, we started there. Then we got rid of this. Then we start, started getting rid of that, and then we replace this with ask Jesus into your heart. It's an emotional response is what they're looking for, right? So they've gone backwards and undid what the reformers started that didn't finish, by the way. They stopped way too soon, and we know that. But it's one of those things you think about that. That's what we're, what we're seeing in our culture is a result of the lack of doctrine in the churches. So, um, we got a bunch of stuff up here. So we'll do this. We got about four or five minutes left. What would be number one thing that we want to focus on 
out of out of that list. So you've got Christ's earthly ministry, his risen ministry, the issue of put off, put on, what's for us and to us, the gospel, identity, rapture, judgment seat of Christ, security, grace versus law, Paul's our pattern, and emotion. It, we can combine them. So what you got? Okay. So so some of these do we want to combine? What do we want to put together? So those two together? Yes. All right. I think it, I think it will do that. Yeah. It it is, it is. So I think I think those. So really six through eight there. So part of that would be the put off, put on thing, right? That's really what a lot of this is based off of, right? What wilt thou have me to do? Because mm-hmm. that gets that. He doesn't. So would that appeal to his apostleship and authority? Right? Okay. All right. So if we were, okay, that's the main heading then, right? Walk. So then that stuff, main, then that'll help you deal with that and that, right? Okay. And how do we walk is after that pattern, which is patterned after... The risen Lord. All right. So understanding those things. So everybody understands what I wrote up here, right? And all the arrows and everything. (laughs) Oh, you can't. All right. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So again, it's one of those things. And as we've said before, the moment that you present the gospel you're teaching right division, right? Because here's the gospel. Here's where it's found. This is what we have. And you're, you're already doing that anyway. And we'll get some stuff out of that. So the walk will allow us to get that as the main function, right? All right. Okay. A good contrast. All right. All right, everybody sees that, right? I can I can see it. Huh? Delilah, Delilah Wednesday nights thought I wrote chiefs up there. 
we had we had a conversation on the way home. I was like, it was wasn't that? It's all my fault. I get excited and I can't write. No, you're fine. Anything else that we can add to this? Because like I said, what I'm going to do is take this, I'll write it down, and then we'll we'll get together and start doing some of these things. Because that's the point. What I want us to be able to do is we want to create something that's us to the community. Um, after we've gone out, presented the gospel to the community, bring it back in. You know, we. Uh, I've always I've always said I wanted to do not just gospel tracks but growth tracks. That's what this stuff really is. You got to have a Bible. You got to know who your apostle is, because off of that's going to tell you how to live the Christian life. Okay, um, and so then <clears throat> a couple of the other things that we had that we'll talk about later on. One, we talked about our position, which is a lot of this stuff, so we've already got that. And then uh, the other one that we, that a lot of folks here and then even somebody online said, let's do something about was prayer. And so with our conference this year, um, that should help clear some of that stuff up too. But we'll, we'll get some of those things as well, all right? So <clears throat> any other questions, comments, concerns dealing with this? 